0: What's on your mind? That is what Facebook asks us every day. What's on your mind? Maybe it's lunchtime after church. Uh, uh, For me, Sundays, it's a big deal. You know, growing up. we would have to figure out not the fact that we're going to church and fellowship, but it's the fellowship and what we're going to eat and where we're going to eat because that would determine what I was wearing. How funny is that? So, uh, many of you guys maybe came up to church dressed up. You guys are ready to go to Fish City Grill. Come on, somebody, dressed up really nice. Some mother just came in with her PJs, and that's okay. Sunday is the Sabbath. Come on, PJs are okay. You're probably going to go to Taco Bell, go to drive-through, and maybe go home, and that's okay. What's on your mind uh, today? We're going to continue our series, "The Art of War." It's our second week. Last week. We talked about the shield of faith, which we ought to be ready and stand firm and strong so that when those arrows come, we are ready. And this series is all based on the armor of God. I thought it was cool because last week, Pastor John... I was up here and invited three people, three dads, uh, to shoot him with a Nerf gun. So that got me to thinking, like, how cool would it be? This is a creative side in me. Um, Would it be if one day out of the week we would convert this building into a laser gun course? I mean, that would be cool. We could have a tournament. Who's in? (laughs) Who is in? What's on your mind? Come on, guys. We're at church. We better get back to the Word of God. If you guys have your Bible, I'm going to encourage you to open it up and hopefully bright enough for you all to read along with us. But we are going to read today from the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And if you don't have your Bible, the scripture will be up on the screen for you guys. The Word of God says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. Maybe today you feel like this is the evil day. Some of you guys are wrestling, the enemy's trying to attack your mind and your family and your emotions. But on that day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. And today we are going to be talking about the helmet of salvation. You see, the helmet, it's a piece that's existed for a very, very long time. But I don't know what happened. I I, I look back in my generation, I feel like it skipped the 80s. Any 80s kids in here? (laughs) But I feel like I never, ever remember my parents telling me to wear a helmet. I remember the banana seat bicycle, but no helmets. Uh, So my kids, poor kids... It's like the opposite. It's like they come to dad and they. it's like, daddy, daddy, very sweet. Can we go on the bike ride? And I'm like, where is your helmet? You know, it's like, it's like so intense, kind of like taking it on, on them. They know very well to come to dad and ask for a bike ride with them having the helmet on their hands in Helmets come in different sizes and different shapes. I want to show you a few of the helmets here on the screen. The first one is the football helmet on the... On America's team, come on somebody, Cowboys, let's go. All right, guys, take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. I did grow up in the mid-90s, I was 15, we won three, today's the year, I know it. I mean, this year's the year, I know it. Anyways, the helmet is needed because of the concussions and every year, it keeps getting better and better. And then we have the motorcycle helmet. As a pastor, if you ride a motorcycle... Please wear a helmet, it will save you uh, your head if you fall on the floor, but also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it's aerodynamic. It will save you two cents on gas for the whole year. It will be great. I mean, make sure you wear your helmet. And then we have the, the bicycle helmet. It's not a kid, but hey, if you're a kid and you have parents from the 80s, wear your helmet. But then the last one, I think this is just a really, really cool, awesome helmet. It's it's intense. Anybody in the military, you're very familiar with this helmet. But it's great because it's not only to protect, but it gives a tactical advantage for the soldier when they're at war. If you see in the front, you have an area where they could put like a, a night vision, you know, goggles. And it's just you could uh, uh, have attachments to put on it. But also it has a little light that you could use at night. And then it has a beacon. If anything was to happen to you, you could use that to get some help. But what I think is, it's it's even better and necessary for when you're at war, these helmets actually have their identification number and their blood type just in case anything ever happens to them. Uh, These helmets are needed at war. You guys in the military, you know this. This is not an optional piece that's like, oh, I forgot my helmet's in the barracks and it's okay, I'll be fine. No, you need the helmet because the helmet is a matter of life or death, victory or defeat. In the same way, God is asking us today to put on the helmet of salvation. And I truly believe that it is a matter of life. Or death or victory or defeat. I have Manny here. He's wearing a cool helmet. But I got an even cooler helmet. Check this out. (laughs) If you guys have seen Gladiator or The Passion of the Christ, you've probably seen these helmets. This is the Roman helmet, and it's pretty robust. It's it's got its details. And I bring it up and it's got a broom in case they want to do chores and they forgot they just come and do their chores quickly enough, uh, multi-use. <laughs> but anyways, the Roman helmet, it's interesting because we know, first of all, it brings protection, right? But for the Romans, it would actually help identify these soldiers, um, what the rank they were in, what rank they were in, and also what area of battle they would be in. I just, I just think it's great. And uh, based on this, we're going to talk on two elements today. We're going to talk on identity and safety for us. A helmet like this will bring us identity and safety to us. Why is Paul, who was the author of this letter to the Ephesians... Why was he writing it, and to who was he writing it? We understand that this letter was written to uh, the people in Ephesus, and not just the people, but to the believers in Ephesus. We see earlier in verse 10, he's saying, therefore, brethren. And uh, for us, I'm thankful that, yeah, we are here at church today, and therefore we are brethren, and we indeed believe in certain things. But I want you to understand that he was speaking to a group of believers who at one point said their I do's. You and I have said, or I do, or I do believe that, that Jesus is the son of God. I do believe that Jesus walked on earth. I do believe that he died and resurrected. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God resurrected from the dead? Indeed, he did. So it's these I do's that we have and once we speak that when we know these things what we are doing whether i do as we put on our helmet of salvation we're acknowledging that we have been saved by grace through fra- through faith we are acknowledging that god is indeed the commander in chief that he is in charge that we have been saved that the same power that resurrected jesus from the dead is indeed in us. And that is an amazing thing for us to be reminded and grabbing this helmet of salvation and putting it on. I am so thankful that my life has been transformed. And it's beautiful to know that every day God is transforming us. And I'm glad you're here today. I don't know if it's your first time, your second time, and uh, but with full confidence, I could tell you that indeed God loves you. <laughs> but God loves you way too much to leave you the way you are right now. God's transforming power is evident when we put the helmet of salvation on. And every day, our mind could be transformed over and over again. And that is the beauty of the power of Christ, and maybe you are here today, maybe you've been coming to church for a long time, for years, maybe since we were in the theater, but there's maybe something in you, and maybe I'll be speaking to some of you today that you feel like, I've said my I do, but I just, there's areas in my life that that just still haven't changed. I've been able to change these bad habits and uh, the way that I act at work and the way that I lead my family. I've acknowledged it, but what is happening? And um, I would say that for a lot of us, again, what's on your mind... We'll control our actions if, if we're still thinking like we thought 20, 30, for you young ones, maybe 10 years ago, like these habits you've brought along your life. And I'll be honest with you, like at the end of the day, what we have in our mind is, is somewhat just unsafe. What's on your mind? Is it stinking thinking? What? You're thinking that? Some of us are walking miles away and we can smell the stink, you know, and it ain't good. Some of you guys might be thinking, I'm never gonna be good enough. I'm never gonna beat this thing, this addiction. Never. I've been here <laughs> on Tuesday Ministries and I'm never gonna beat this thing. I'm, I'm never gonna find a spouse never, ever going to be in a healthy relationship. I mean, what is the point? Do you have stinking thinking in your brain? You see, the word of God says in Proverbs 23, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. See, even the disciples had some stinking thinking. Uh, Back then when Jesus came and he said he was going to establish his kingdom... Therefore, the disciples were like, I want to be part of, of, of this. I want to be great. I want to, I want to, I want to be, you know, there was pride and honor in the culture. Were, the Romans were, were there and obviously they had taken over. But now this new kingdom, they even asked mommy, the James, Mama James and John to come and talk to Jesus. And it's like, hey, Jesus, just don't forget. Can you please put, you know, one of each of my kids on your side when you reign in the kingdom of God. And they had false expectations. It wasn't going to happen. They had just stinking thinking. And and maybe that's what we have in our mind. Maybe we we think we deserve that, that, that raise, that we deserve that job. Because I've been here so long and I'm way smarter and better looking. It's thinking, thinking. I mean, where is that coming from, and what do we do with all this thinking, thinking? And 2 uh, Corinthians, the Word of God says that we ought to take every thought captive to obey God. How many thoughts? Every thought captive. Not the one that's more convenient to me. Not the one that is easier for me to take care of and change. But every single thought when we wake up in the morning, we grab the helmet of salvation and believe and ask God to renew and take all our single thoughts. You see, it's like walking into any store and having my two-year-old and, and just coming and knocking every single thing off the shelves and be like, hey, it's okay, he's having fun, it's all good. Hey, the employees, they'll have more work to do. They get paid to do that. It's like, no, like, <laughs> as a dad, I hope you do this. <laughs> you take your kid captive and you make them obey to the circumstance and and that's what we ought to do with our thoughts, church. We We sometimes let our... Our thoughts just run rampant in our head. Like, well, there's another thought, and it's running around. <laughs> there's another one. Yeah, that person that doesn't even know me said how how awful I am. And I'm just gonna let it run in my in my head. And and no church, like let me tell you today, like those thoughts, give them an, an eviction order. Get them out of your brain. They have no space in this house. You are Christ. You have been saved. Your mind is being renewed. And these thoughts that are coming into our mind need to be evicted for we are the temple of Christ. Let God renew our minds. Let us put the helmet of salvation. And and here, here it's why it's important because your life will follow the direction of your strongest thought. Your life will follow the direction of your strongest thought. What's on your mind? I want to read to you guys one of my favorite verses. I don't think it's overused. The word of God is powerful and effective. Um, so I'm going to read to you from the book of Romans, chapter 12, and maybe you guys know it by memory. But Paul tells us again, to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, this is... Life-transforming power. God is telling us, put on the helmet of salvation. Find identity in me. Remember that you have been saved. And therefore, once you start thinking, you allow me to transform your thoughts. Not, to, not, not the patterns of the world. We don't conform to that. But instead, what Christ wants in us, once we start doing that then we or you might actually think different about who you are the enemy's trying to attack your identity if he gets that he'll he'll mess up your calling he will mess up your purpose and that's why today parents if you allow me to speak a little bit into it I mean being a dad times four you know there's so many things that are that are that are, that are fighting against where the kids are, are, are wrestling trying to find identity there's there's The school influence, it's the media influence. There's, I know what month we are in right now. There is that influence that's trying. uh, The world is trying to work work twice as hard to fight, uh, confuse them and their identity. But as parents, we have to rise up. You see, church. It's, it's not the most important thing that we can do for our kids. It's not that they become like super smart. (laughs) It's not that they become the best athletes so that they could get scholarships i mean it's it's pretty messed up if the world's working twice as hard guess what i'm going to commit every day and sometimes we make it too hard parents it's not about having a devotional time or having theological understanding of so many things but instead principles of the love of god get a verse a day uh, ask them what they're reading in the Bible. And if they're not reading it, they're going to get to it because you are encouraging them and you share a little bit of what God's speaking in your life. Sometimes we make it too hard and, and it's messing up our children. If you're not there, somebody else will be there. They're going to be messed up on their sexual identity too. I'm, I'm going to go there because it's important. We believe in the word of God. We believe that marriage is between a biological man and a biological woman. And as church, we do need to rise up and we need to implement an identity, the identity of Christ in their Life, so just like in the airplane, God, they tell you to put your mask on and help the others. So guess what, parents, put on your helmet of salvation so your kids can find identity, and they too can put the helmet of salvation on. It's not about how we feel. It's not about how our body feels. We are in Christ. When I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a rock star. Wow, look at that. (laughs) I was 16 years old here. I was playing the bass. I thought I was uh, the the coolest kid in town. You see, we were a Christian band back then. Uh, Anybody who had drums, they were from the devil. So I was believing, it's like this rock band for Jesus, we're going to tour Mexico, we're going to tour South America, we're going to be like the latest breakthrough. Um, But mm, God had uh, different plans. Instead, I became this. Here it is. You guys are like... That's not better. <laughs> uh, why do you show me this picture? It is funny because I don't know this. We were I was going to be able to use it. But we were literally going to a conference and training. And then we came back and like, hey, guys, do you remember when we thought we were really cool and like we would post and take pictures and stuff. And literally that's what we did a few years ago. But I show you this picture because in this picture there's men of God that, that God has allowed me to become friends with them and pour Jesus into their lives and uh, so Juan Pablo was in that other picture, also thinking he was going to be a rock star. But now he is here, and now he is the pastor for Espanol Church. So God changed my life that I may pour life into these men. And then we had Jose Oliveras, another man of God who graduated from GSM. He is a great high-capacity leader at the Highlands Campus. And that, that is what God spoke into my life. And he renewed my mind thinking and feeling like I was going to be a rock star. Instead, God gave me greater purpose and significance in pouring my life into other men. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Let's read the word of God in Ephesians 2.10 because that is part of my story and what God's done in me. But I believe there's something that we can understand together and who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ. Ephesians 2 says, for we are his workmanship. Created, say it with me, in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, maybe... Even you identify yourself with your career, your job, even as a parent or as a daughter. Like, there's things to do. Don't get me wrong. Those are things that we have to be faithful to. But if you label yourself just as that, if something was to happen, uh, you yourself, you're like confused. It's like, what do I do now? I thought I was like a carpenter. And now, but the strongest voice in our life should be the voice of God that we are created in his workmanship that we are his workmanship that we are in Christ say it with me you are in Christ you are in Christ now tell it to your neighbor hey friend you are in Christ <laughs> such a bold statement if we would only understand the the meaning of, of that, and as I was wrestling through this, it was cool that last week we used a longer quote, but today I'm going to, like, narrow it down because I think it's really good and appropriate. Uh, from this book, The Art of War, he says, if you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. Let's not give the enemy a tactical advantage, Let's know ourselves. Let's know our identity in Christ. And that's what God is telling us today, church. Uh, well, you've done your I do's, but now don't forget about it. Put on the helmet of salvation for you are in Christ. The Roman soldier, we said, it, it talks about identity. We're able to talk about identity, but it also provides safety or protection to us, so uh, let's talk about that—that that safety, protection—and and sometimes when God speaks to us, He's asking us to live a certain way. Those patterns of the world aren't matching up to what God is asking us to do, but we have to understand that there is safety within the parameters and what God is asking from us. Let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. Marriage is a covenant before God; it is sacred. The patterns of this world might be like, well. Uh, I'm dating this guy. He's a nice guy. He goes to church every once in a while. He wants to live together. And, well, everybody else is doing it. And, and, well, guess what? It's not bringing glory to God. You're not putting the helmet of salvation on. I just want to be honest with you. God is not trying to control you. He is trying to free you. He's speaking to us with boldness. He wants to put safety around our life and around what we do. Uh, (laughs) You see, the fish is not constrained by the ocean. Maybe it worked for the Little Mermaid, but newsflash, that's a fairy tale. And then there's the train. The train works better when it's on the tracks. And God is not trying to control our lives. But instead, he is trying to bring safety in what we do and how we do it. That God, at the end of the day, may be glorified through the things that we do. So there is safety and identity when we put the helmet on. Of salvation, I don't know if you guys have seen this video. It's uh, of a little boy. He's like around four years old, and poor baby. Oh gosh! And the audio in itself, when dad's trying to pull him out, he's like, "Ow, oh, it hurts!" But. Um, dad's trying to coach him through it. He's trying to have his cool. But how cruel. Where's the mom? Like, why is she recording this moment? And don't be judgy. You're probably one of the ones that could do that too. But <laughs> the dad is trying to coach him. The dad's trying to be funny. He's like, I'm going to go bring the butter and we're going to get you out of here. Trying to help him through. And But reality is, I mean, it seems like poor Joey is, is going to be there for a while he looks a little bit stuck but we see this and I really believe that that this is what happens to us too that when the enemy gets into our head we get stuck we let those thoughts run rapid in our mind it's like well I'm stuck in this job nobody's gonna you know believe in me, and I'm never going to get that opportunity. And, and, and then just things kind of dwindle down, and there's like this, this snowball effect in our lives, and, and it's just like you, you're stuck in a situation that, that if you're trying to do it by yourself, let me tell you, you are going to be stuck there for a while. But instead, how about we put that helmet of salvation on? It sounds opposite, because you're trying to get out of there, but then you put it on, and it's bulkier. But it makes sense when you put it on, when you know who your father is, when you know that there is a commander in chief that's with you that will give you direction, that will give you counsel. And that's what happened with Joey. He had his father next to him, coaching him, and just hear what happened next. Check it out. I know what okay, how are you going to get out? Joey's out. <laughs> Joey is out. I don't know if you noticed at the beginning of the video. He's like, "I know what to do," and I really hope that that today when you got this thinking, thinking in your mind that because the Spirit of God, because a Father who loves you so much, that is coaching through. You through life and he wants you to be free he wants you to live in his safety he wants what's best for your marriage he wants what's best for your kids he wants what's best for your bank account believe it or not it's all his anyways he wants what's best for you today as we put on the helmet of salvation I want to encourage you right now we are going to spend some time in worship That you may come to a point where, God, I really need to be different. That you may be glorified. You see, we're talking about this art of war. It's like art of war to what, you know? It's a spiritual battle and it's happening right here, right now. And I pray that you will listen to the Holy Spirit right now. What is that thought that's holding me back? Is it pride? Is it false expectation? Is it that I'm thinking that I'm not good enough? What is that thought? What's on your mind? Holy Spirit, come and do what you will right now. Restore souls. Restore our minds and make them more like you, God, so that we could be free, that we could be free. Father, that we make an impact for the kingdom of God. Again, we're going to sing a song. I'm going to encourage you, to, if you're ready to sing and worship or feel free to stay seated where you're at and just just meditate on what the Spirit of God is speaking to you.